Welcome everybody to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. And a fun opportunity today to sit down with my father, G1, and talk about some of his recent talks that we've had on developing family and key relationships. He has some great wisdom on the subject. I look forward to diving in and hope you all enjoy the conversation. Stay sharp, everybody. Gentlemen, we are here today with G1, the godfather of ISI. Thanks, Dad, for being here. Fun to uh, interview my old man. That's cool. Um, so today we're gonna—I mean, we're gonna probably have a little bit more broad-ranging conversation. But you've talked, uh, you know, one or two times on uh, the big part of our wheel, which is relationships. And so and we're gonna dive into that in a minute. But before before we dive into like some of the specifics on having quality relationships and why that's important, um, I thought it might be cool for people just to have a little bit of a background on you, where you came from, and just share some of your upbringing with the audience. Okay. Sure. Be glad to do that. I was raised by two great Greek parents. I was raised in the inner city of Cleveland, near the, near the West Side Market. A hot dog in. And a hot dog in. <laughs> ate a lot of hot dogs. Uh, went to public schools. Got drafted uh, when I was uh, 18. Served two years in the Army. A year of that in Vietnam. Uh, got out of school at that point uh, when I when I was discharged from the army. Then I went to college and married my high school sweetheart, and we just celebrated our 46th wedding anniversary. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's a little bit of the background. Then mm-hmm. we started having our children at a very young age. Our mm-hmm. first uh, uh, first son came along uh, at age 20. We were 22. So. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's hard to make. We were very young. Yeah. We, 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 lived, we made it very difficult on ourselves early in, in our marriage, mm-hmm. going to school full-time, going to college, uh, working full-time, and starting to raise a family. Oof. So we, we learned a lot about uh, the importance of good relationships and, and what, what you'd need to do to uh, survive and stay married for 46 years. Mm-hmm. Because we, we did it all kind of backwards. Yeah, it's an early start, 22. I mean, we were only 30, I was 33. Mm-hmm. Boys were born, I think, I mean, 11 years before that. It's hard to imagine. So when did, so a little bit into the, the, the business side of things, because I think that's when, you know, what I noticed at least, I think about, you know, your focus on like personal development and some of the things that we talk about as ISI. Is that where that came from was, you know, as you got your, your go past Vietnam and into the business world? Well, it really started when I was uh, working on my MBA. Mm-hmm. Part of my MBA was uh, uh, they did the Harvard approach where there was a lot of uh, group study, group project work. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that and the reading I had to do for my MBA, it got me into this site reading about personal development. And it just resonated with me. It was very comfortable. And I, mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things that excite you you do something and it just excites your soul yeah so for you know more than 30 years 35 years now i've been kind of a personal development junkie yeah always reading yeah and uh it's been an important part of my life and helped me build uh, the kind of life that we are trying to teach to Mm -hmm. our isi participants Mm -hmm. about living an authentic life a life that is um well-balanced. There's never a really true balance in all areas, uh, but there's good balance and, and uh, 
and we're striving for what I would what I call authentic success. Mm-hmm. And so to that authentic success, a big part of that has been your talks on relationships, which have been really good. And I know you've done it uh, outside of ISI as well. And that's really what I mean, what we're here to talk about today is let's draw out some of the key points about relationships. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the F's is family, but it's really family and key relationships. So whatever that may be for you, whether that's, you know, depending on your age and if you have, you know, a spouse or kids, you know, whatever that is at your at your stage in the game. Um, you've talked about how important that is. So maybe just dive into the core, really what's, what would you, and I asked you this, you know, a little bit earlier, but what's the core message that you think people really need to know when it comes to, uh, success in life as it relates to relationships? Well, the the core of it is, is that most people want to live a happy life. They want to live a successful life. They're looking for a longer, happier, more successful life. And as they get older, they start thinking about and, and leaving a positive legacy. Mm-hmm. But the key to living a longer, happier, healthier, more successful life is determined really on the quality of relationships that you're in. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of re- research that shows that people that uh, are involved in uh, healthy relationships tend to live longer than those that don't actually uh, and they live to, and they're they're healthier uh, studies show that people that do not have healthy relationships that live more in isolation mm-hmm. that has a negative health effect equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day mm-hmm. so I made a d- decision years ago not to smoke because I want to live a healthy life mm-hmm. well I could do that, but if I don't engage and work on building healthy relationships, mm-hmm. I would be suffering the health, negative health effect of those negative re, of no relationships, equivalent as if I did smoke. So um, that just shows one of the importance of having healthy relationships. The other is um, people that are in healthy relationships tend to experience more success in life, mm-hmm. and, and that's because when you're in a healthy relationship, you tend to be a little bit more confident in yourself. And you're willing to step out, take risks, whether it's in business or in relationships or whatever. So you you tend to live a more successful life. Uh, The third is that you're happier. When you are around people that care about you and you care about them, Mm -hmm. that tends to uh, create happiness in your life because there's meaning. Mm -hmm. So the key to living a happier, longer, healthier, more successful life is really dependent on your ability to have quality relationships Mm -hmm. and when we talk about family and key relationships uh, it could be with mother father brother sister cousins as a part of family could be certainly if you're married your spouse or your significant other Mm -hmm. learning how do I manage that relationship but then for men uh, they found that the average guy has less than one real friend he can count on like a half a friend uh, it's 0. 0.8. <laughs> 80% so, of a guy. So that means that some people have no real friends. Yeah. And some have two or three. Yeah. But that inability of a, of a man to have a true friendship, a, a kind of guy that can uh, be there to help him in his toughest times, mm-hmm. or to say, hey, I need help in this area. Can you, can you help me? Yeah. Or to hold me accountable, help me accomplish something in life, or... Mm-hmm. Most men don't do that because of various reasons, but men aren't very uh, open. 
we're not transparent and uh, it takes effort to make yourself available to do that yeah and i think i mean all the all the guys at isi they want to be or it's there's a general theme that people want to be as successful as they you know possibly can be and uh you know rick willis talked about you know our, our natural wiring is to you know to lead to protect and provide and nowhere really in there does it talk about how that translates to relationships so we're just outgoing and trying to to do more accomplish more and i was just thinking about if we if we had the same pursuit of you know towards our business or towards whatever we were doing um to leading protective providing and we put that same type of intentionality towards relationship building how much that would translate to happiness and you know mm-hmm. living that more authentic life and mm-hmm. i don't think we wake up and think you know put on our goal list like okay how can i build meaningful relationships this week it's more about how can i accomplish the most make you know x amount of dollars you know win the deal so right. on and so forth but I, I think it's encouraging to think about that same level of pursuit as it relates to friendships and deep relationships Just well building building true relationships takes effort mm-hmm. and it does affect your success i know that having owned a business for a lot of years and and uh, always thinking about developing my people mm-hmm. their ability as managers their ability to actually move from being a manager to an actual leader mm-hmm. is going to depend on their ability to build good relationships because you know John Maxwell says that leadership is influence mm-hmm. and influence is determined by your ability to have a meaningful relationship with that other person that you're trying to get on board to help you accomplish the goals that you that the company has or that they have as a department manager but it's the same thing in your own family uh, i can't lead my family mm-hmm. if i if i don't have the right relationship with them mm-hmm. yeah and i i agree and one thing the thing on this point that you mentioned a minute ago was just the um the willing to take risks the greater success because of our positive outlook um and that positive outlook and you know you've talked a little bit about you know comes from um, you know, how we see ourselves and our self-esteem. And you, you had outlined like eight, eight points or, you know, a variety of bullet points that lead to self-esteem. So talk about that relationship between success because if you're willing to take risks and really how that starts with you. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. the, the, the biggest challenge in building relationships is how your own self-perception is, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a positive self-image, or you lack self-esteem, mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult for you to build relationships because you've heard the you've heard the saying: you can't pour from an empty cup, mm-hmm. or you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. So how can I give love or or show concern for others when I have a low image of myself? Yeah. So the first place to begin in building relationships is to begin to build up your own self-esteem mm-hmm. and your own love you're, we call it, I call it self love we mm-hmm. hear a lot about unconditional love mm-hmm. and usually that's directed towards others oh we're supposed to love this person unconditionally mm-hmm. that's true but it's a lot harder to do if i don't love myself unconditionally yeah for sure and so the the eight eight pointers that i provide to to the guys and yep. to the people i speak to are eight things that we can do to help reestablish our own self uh, self-esteem, confidence, self-love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be confident in who we are yeah. despite our circumstances, our past, mm-hmm. and 
recognize who we really are. Yeah, it's so true. It, and uh, after you know, we did a couple of years with a strategic coach, and that was, I think, one of the first two or three lessons was the number one role for an entrepreneur that was their the way they framed it was to protect your confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you did all these exercises about the things that we do that give us confidence. But let's get into year eight and um, and let's talk about some of these things that we can do to build up our own self-image. Well, the, the, the first one is to um, be mindful. And when I say to be mindful, so often in life we say a lot of negative things to ourselves. <laughs> we, we call ourselves names that we wouldn't even call another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, you'd probably want to hit somebody if they called you the names that you're calling yourself when you speak to yourself negatively. And we all do it. I like to play golf, and I'm not a very good golfer. <laughs> and I'll make bad shots, and I call myself all kinds of names. I tell myself I'm not good. Why do I even play? I suck. And so <laughs> there's a lot of negative chatter going on. I've witnessed so, that firsthand. <laughs> only a few times. <laughs> so we, we need to be mindful that we are allowing negative thoughts into our mind. Mm-hmm. And we got to recognize that those thoughts aren't reality. It's just a thought. Mm-hmm. It's not really, I'm not a, whatever I just called myself. Mm. Uh, that is just a thought, but it's not reality. Sure. So be mindful, and then you turn it off. you got to break the habit of speaking negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. I love it. I agree. Yeah, was, I mean, if I uh, hear people talking to themselves about that, I'll, like negative to themselves, I'll say, don't talk to yourself like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk about yourself like oh, that. Oh, it's so common, and they do it publicly. Like, uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too tall. I'm too yeah. short. I'm... Didn't even give himself a chance. Whatever, whatever the situation. I grew up on the wrong side of town. Yeah. Whatever, and so leads it to point number two, which kind of is the antidote for that. It is the antidote, and and uh, so first thing is just be mindful and stop it and recognize. As I said, that's not reality. That's just a thought. Mm-hmm. Now we want to replace that thought with a positive self affirmation. So. I'll give you an example of one that I had to apply to myself when I went to um, get certified as a John Maxwell certified coach Mm. speaker. I I started to have doubts about uh, who's going to hire me to be a coach. Mm. Uh, There's all kinds of people. Who who would want me? (laughs) And so that was going through my mind while I'm going through this certification process. You're already already cutting yourself down. (laughs) I was already, already doubting myself, and, and, and I didn't practice what I've been mm-hmm. preaching, and I had to replace that with this affirmation. I'm being trained by the very best. Mm-hmm. I am dedicated to improving people's lives. Hmm. I have a lot of experience. I'm compassionate, hmm. and I do bring value to others. Absolutely, yeah. So I had to replace the negative, like, Self-doubt. who's going oh, yeah. to hire me as a coach yeah. to, <laughs> hey, I've been trained by the very best, yeah. and, and I might. care. And I got 40 years of business experience, and I'm compassionate and want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. you see, you, so you can take whatever that negative is, mm-hmm. and then turn around and really think about why, yeah. what you bring, I and replace it. The mind is almost like a garden of mm-hmm. potential weeds, or you know, and it's what we put into it. All those, uh, all those negative thoughts. So much, many times, mindset has come up, you know, in these discussions, these mm-hmm. interviews, is how mm-hmm. we. How we view ourselves becomes the truth that we live out. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, number one, be mindful. Number two, change the story with affirmations. Number three. Number three is uh, avoid the compare 
and despair rabbit mm. hole. Mm. Uh, we really can do a lot of damage to their own psyche by comparing ourselves to others. We may look at somebody else and say, uh, they're smarter, they uh, have been more successful, they have been this, they have that, whatever. And we can then begin to down spiral downward because we're making comparisons to somebody and we really don't know what, what they, what's really going on. We're, we're making observations from the outside. Mm-hmm not to what's really going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's real important that we don't make those kind of comparisons. Somebody may look like they're living a successful life, mm-hmm. but and if you look at it based on the material, they may have a bigger home than you, but they may be suffering in, <clears throat> in mortgage debt, sure. can't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, their marriage may be destroyed because they got financial pressure. So what looks to be correct or... Mm, may not always be the full. May not really be there. So don't, don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. Just to uh, keep your eyes on your own page, huh? All right, I like this one. I like this. All right. Number four. <laughs> Number four is channel your inner rock star. So what that means is that move away from comparing to others mm. and focus in on the gifts that you have. We all have unique qualities and gifts that we bring. Mm. And so where we really shine is when we can use our own God-given talents mm-hmm. In some way so it it could be really simple you you may have a a skill as a uh, as a uh, person that wants to just take care of other people Mm -hmm. so you can go serve them in some way and then you're served you may be really good at uh, math and accounting and you can maybe help somebody with their own Mm -hmm. uh, financial planning accounting bookkeeping whatever paying their bills you may be really mechanically inclined. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some guys don't know which end of the hammer to use, mm-hmm. but you may be the kind of guy that's really good, and you could use your skills to um, help other people. Yeah. So channel what you really do well, mm-hmm. and then do it. Yeah, Use it. And I think that, for me, that one kind of relates to the one before, just comparing to other people is, you know, you know God gave me unique abilities. Um, yeah, I got to be conscious and think about what they are. Um, but not just compare myself to other people. You know, it's, I'm unique. I'm different. Um, so I even say to the boys every night when they go to bed, mm-hmm. um, and it, you know, it's, you have to put conscious thought into, you know, what, what is your unique ability or your genius or whatever you want to call it That's right. that, that get, makes you light up and you know, you're being your best self when you're being the inner rock star. One thing about the inner rock star that stood out to me was, um, if you remember LeaderCast, mm-hmm. um, one of the speakers maybe a couple of years ago, they talked about um, how to be, you know, what how, what does it look like to be a hotshot husband or a hot, in all your different roles and mm-hmm. your relationships you have? Like, what, is it, what does it mean to be a hotshot for me to be a hotshot husband, hotshot dad, hotshot son? And so how can I be a, a rock star in those, in those moments, in those relationships that we have? And it, it makes me think, okay, with my nieces and nephews, maybe right now, Maybe I can just show up to some of their games. Maybe mm-hmm. you know that would be. I mean, that's not a rock star, but at least it's it's intentional, it's meaningful, and it's something that I can do. Um, well, and that reflects who you are. That's one of your rock star. One of the uh, uh, attributes that you have is your concern mm-hmm. for others, and you want to support them. Yeah. So you do that by taking time mm-hmm. to go there and show them that you care. I'll give you another example. There's a, a great book for marriages called The Five Love Languages mm. by Dr. Chapman, right? Yeah. And when you take a look at what the, f- the five love languages are, your inner rock star 
my my gift to show love is to give things to mm. to, to give or to do things for people. Mm-hmm. My wife's is not to receive those. My wife doesn't. Um, she receives love by quality time. Time. Yeah. So I used to think before becoming aware of <laughs> the love languages that if I just buy her things, she should be happy. <laughs> And it never worked. And I always thought she's not grateful and we struggled in that area. Mm-hmm. And then we came across this <laughs> material yeah. and, and it made me realize, we, we learned that, oh, the way my wife receives love is through quality time. Yeah. Yeah. And the way I give it is different. So mm-hmm. I needed to change yeah. to give her quality time. Mm-hmm. And that's the inner rock star of, you know, if you know everybody's gift, you then you tailor tailor yourself to that. Use your gift in a way that, can be received properly, right? right? Lights them up. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great book. What you, what would you say yours is? Uh, my my gift to the way I show love is by giving or doing for others. But what's your love language? Uh, I, I I need um, words of affirmation. No, I don't. Well, not so much words of affirmation, but I like um, uh, acts of service. I like yeah, okay. to make sure when I'm home, yeah, that there's a meal, sure. and that just the basic stuff's taken care of. It's mm-hmm. really simple for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, a great. It's a great. Story. I think there's an. I think they did another one for kids too. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, they, and they have one for business too. There's a, a parallel one for business, so you can use it on your employees to know like, oh i need to know what my employees are yeah you don't want to be uh one of the gifts is touch you don't want to be using that in the workplace yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's number four champion a rock star and we got we got uh four more that are really good ones too so okay the next one is uh, five exercise there's no question there's Mm -hmm. been numerous studies that show the correlation between uh adequate exercise and good health Mm -hmm. and 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 uh good attitude so people that tend to work out tend to feel better mm-hmm. and and they have a better image of themselves so they feel better in their mind so mm-hmm. we're talking about these are these eight things that we're talking about are the things that you can do that are going to help you feel better about yourself and exercise is a key to sure. you feeling better about yourself yeah and it also there's the exercising releases endorphins which is one of the things that makes you feel good mm-hmm. so not only do you feel good about yourself that you're doing yeah. something but there's a chemical reaction that reinforces that in your brain yeah this one i think is i mean it's we all know this but this one is a tough one because it kind of gets pushed to the, mm-hmm. to the back burner sometimes you know i think i'll i'll exercise after i've done this or i've spent time after i've done this or done that thing and really you know i think for me i'm a grumpy if i go two days without moving in a good way i am i'm definitely not my best in my relationships so i'll share a little um a little more around the exercise piece there's a there's a study called the Blue Zones, oh, yeah. and these are five areas in the world where people live to be centenarians, so they're 100 years old, and they're healthy, yeah. vibrant people. They live longer than most people around the world, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they're healthy. Yep. So they did a research to find out what is it about these people, or where they live, what is it? And you know, a lot of people speculate, well, they're vegetarians, or they're this. Yep. No, it was none of that, yep. because people that live up in the mountains are eating uh, animal protein. Mm-hmm. People by the water are eating more fish, fish protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what they did find is um, they only had 20% animal protein, no matter what, what kind it was. Only 20% of their diet was mm-hmm. animal. Uh, they ate clean. Mm-hmm. They had regular exercise, but they don't go to the gym. These people at 100 aren't going to the gym. They're just moving. 
there it's called natural movement yep. so when we talk about exercise it doesn't mean i don't want you guys to be thinking that i got to go out and buy dumbbells join the gym and do all this stuff i hate yep. no uh, just walk take a walk around the lake uh, yep. get your 10,000 steps in you hear about mm-hmm. 10,000 you know mm-hmm. you just need to move yep uh, and do things natural movement yeah after the uh, i yeah the, i think the, one of the other things they talked about too is the uh, just they're all really small communities. Everybody knew each other. They weren't. They, they didn't have elaborate homes or elaborate anything. It was just really small, primitive. That's right. And so they had this strong sense of, you know, relationships because they knew everybody. And everybody relied on each other, and it was a sense of trust. And it's really, you know, it's the second time that study's come up this week. Um, but real quick thing on the exercise, I bought an after talk with uh, Dave Regula from Track Athletics, who mm-hmm. spoke at one of the ISI events. He just he said the most basic thing is walk. I, I bought a pedometer, ten dollar thing on Amazon, and it. It's just crazy when you bring awareness to how many have you how many steps have you taken. It seems simple, but um, when you're aware of it, you realize mm-hmm. there's a lot of days you might just cruise through and only do two thousand steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the other element of the uh, blue zone. Mm-hmm. Was these people live a long time, and it reinforces this idea of how important mm-hmm. relationships are. Yep. These people have real real relationships. Yeah. And uh, they need each other. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. We'll get. In- Let's get through these last couple ones, uh, which we've kind of touched on a little bit, but uh, number five was exercise. Number six, serving others. Serving others is a really important part to developing relationships because uh, one of the things it does, it takes you out of your own mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you, when you're focused in on serving others, no, you're no longer thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And serving others has a boomerang effect. You serve others, but you're the beneficiary. Sure. And so... Really important to give yourself to others. Using those gifts that we were talking about, your mm-hmm. inner rock star, mm-hmm. that's where you can really, it's a, you get a two for one there. You could actually serve yeah. others and use whatever your gifting is yeah. in that process. Like that. Double down. Mm-hmm. Serve others. Number seven. This is a big one. Not easy. Yeah, this is, uh, set. number seven is forgiveness. And it, I hate to say this is the biggie, but, because these are all important, but this is a huge one. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about you now, this is things that we, we all can do for ourselves to help build our own self-esteem, uh, self-love. And that is, we know that we should forgive others, but this is about forgiving yourself. Mm. So we've all made a lot of mistakes over the years, and we all have some regrets. But the idea is that we, we don't want to be held captive mm. to our mistakes. Mm. Uh, we got to just forgive ourselves. We learn from that. We move on. Mm. But today is a new day and tomorrow mm. is coming. Mm. So let's not live life in the rearview mirror. Let's move forward with, and forgive yourself and forgive others. There's a lot of studies that show that if you can't forgive yourself or forgive others, you're subjecting your, your life to um, depression, bitterness, and anger. Mm. So that's what unforgiveness builds up is more anger, more bitterness, more resentment. And you just carry around that. And you can't move forward. It's very hard to move forward when, you, when you're living in, in that environment. Mm-hmm. So uh, real important to um, pray about it. If you have a relationship with God, he's already forgiven you. Mm-hmm. Accept that forgiveness. Yeah. If you don't have a relationship with God, Forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 be a prisoner to your past mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these all, all these eight steps are all about kind of looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. the things you can do to build up your own self esteem. So yeah, the forgi- right. forgiveness is about forgiving yourself, which can be tough. 
And the last one. The last one is uh, remember you are not your circumstances. Hmm. What we're saying here is don't be defined by your current situation because that's just a point in time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change really who you are at the heart. Mm-hmm. Who you are as a person is not defined by the house you're living in or the income that you're living with or anything else. You are a unique person mm-hmm. and focus in on that and don't be defined by your circumstances because our circumstances change. If you look back sure. in your life and you think, wow, I was here and now I'm here, I'm yeah. here. Our circumstances are always going to be different. So don't, don't get zoned into being critical of yourself because of your circumstances. Yeah. Be forward looking to the future, hmm. uh, not stuck where you are or looking to the back. It's good stuff. Eight solid, um, you know, bullets or takeaways for, you know, building your self-esteem, building your own uh, self-image. And so once you kind of have that in place, and I think that's a good place to start, um, the other big piece that you talked about was unconditional love, which, you know, part of that's looking within, but also looking outward. So talk a little bit about what unconditional love is and what it's not, and share some of the, the wisdom nuggets you have on, on this topic. Well, <clears throat> simply, uh, unconditional love is loving somebody else when they're not very lovable. Mm. Okay? So <laughs> that's, that's the unscientific definition of unconditional love, but loving yeah. somebody when they're not very lovable. Mm. Unconditional love says that I love them regardless of whether they're deserving it at that moment or not mm. because I love them as a person. So I'll give you an example. Nick, you have three children. I had two boys. I always loved my children even when they mm. did things wrong. I never stopped loving them. It's unconditional. So my love for them isn't conditioned upon certain behavior that I approve of. Sure. I love them because they're my children. Yeah. And we deal with the difficult times, but mm-hmm. you never stop loving them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your mother and my wife. Mm-hmm. I love her regardless of what we're dealing with at the moment because yeah. she's the bride of my youth. I love her and we're, we're going to struggle. So my love for mm. your mother isn't dependent on how she's feeling or treating me that day. Mm. I love her because she's my wife mm-hmm. and I've committed to love her till death do us part. Yeah. And I owe that to her. Mm-hmm. God loves us unconditionally. I need to show that same unconditional love towards others. Uh, but let me say this unconditional love is not being taken advantage of being abused mm-hmm. uh, as some people would think that yeah. you're supposed to love me so I could no matter what yeah and, and that is not what unconditional love is unconditional love isn't being uh, manipulated in any particular way mm-hmm. I'll love you if you do this and now, now that's not that's conditional love. Mm-hmm. That's not unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So un, uh, unconditional love is not about uh, being abused or used or manipulated in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you talked a little bit about the, the marriage component, but it probably relates to um, some points outside the marriage. But I think you know not not every single guy that's part of ISI, but um, most I'd say most are married or about to be or you know have a, you know want to be at some point. So mm-hmm. you had a, a, a couple of things on, you know, how to live your best marriage and how to keep that, you know, dream marriage alive. Um, 
Let's, let's have it. Well, from a, from a marriage standpoint, it's a, it's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I need to put my wife mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a meaningful relationship, you need to put others first in mm-hmm. your life. And so I may have things that I want to buy or do, or, and, and it's, if, it, if, it, if we're not in agreement with it, I need to give that up for yeah. the, the better sake of our marriage. Right. right. So I want us to be united in all we do, and I want to support my wife. It comes up in parenting. It comes up in mm-hmm. all kinds of things. But it's really about putting the other person first in mm-hmm. a marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Brown talked about no BCDs, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, that's not the current stuff that's out there mm-hmm. uh, for hemp oils. Uh, <laughs> this is blame, criticism, or defensiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that I never heard in, until he spoke, mm-hmm. but it was one of the things that you know, we just learned to apply over time. Yep that let's not defend our positions and let's not blame or mm-hmm. criticize. Let's mm-hmm. uh, be united and move forward. But it's really, if you want to have a good relationship, put the other person first. Yeah, I, uh, absolutely. I, um, Alice Sherbaum, who was, uh, he was the local director for FCA a couple of years ago. We were, and he, we were, Nancy and I were newly married, and he said, you know, the only thing that's really stuck with me from a marriage standpoint that has, has helped me is the, the uh, acronym, I guess we're on acronym section of the podcast, but where he said, you know, give people, give your wife your best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's an acronym for um, blessing them, which means talk good to them and about them when they're not there. The E is edify them. So help strengthen them, build them up, you mm-hmm. know, help shore up their weaknesses, uh, share things, time with, with them, you know, go through life together with them. And then the T is for touch. Make sure you're, you know, you're conscious of physical touch. Mm-hmm. And so that, that BEST acronym has always know, stuck with me. I know, Ten years later, well, I still I'll remember. give you another little acronym. Oh, yes. It's Number the three. ABCs <laughs> of a good relationship. All right. ABC, always be courting. Always be courting. Treat your significant other, your wife, mm-hmm. just like you would if you were on the, uh, on the market on and the looking pursuit. for a new mate. Uh, you would be courting that person. You would look your best. You would talk to her nicely. You would be opening the door. You would be treating her. You'd be affirming her. Mm -hmm. And and I can say after 46 years of marriage, I still need to tell your mother that I love her. She's still the apple of my eye. Uh, They they need that encouragement. Wants to feel wanted. Wants to feel... That's right. So opening the door, doing, you know, just treating her like a woman. Yep. So always be courting. That's awesome. Well, that's, um, that's awesome to kind of go back through this conversation. You know, the, really the, the, the focus of success is, is really dependent on the quality of our relationships and the quality of the relationships first starts with you. You know, it's, um, right. as like coach Theo would say, it's not about you, but it starts with you. And so we went through the eight points there of, of doing that. And as we, as we kind of start to wrap up this conversation, um, outside of relationships while we have you here, um, what are, what are some of the, um, and these more like a more personal questions, but some getting to some common questions we ask all the guests, what are some things that, that you like things or tools that you couldn't live without? And then we'll get to some top book recommendations. Well, it may sound funny, but I would say, uh, one thing is just modern technology. Hmm. Uh, I look at the way we can do things today. Yep. 
and the way we had to do things years ago. Yeah. So I would say modern technology is one thing I probably couldn't be without today. Anything specific? Jump uh, out. Uh, I would really just a connection to the world, whether it's through iPads and mm -hmm. phones and smart mm -hmm. devices, mm -hmm. uh, putting everything in the cloud, being able to, it just allows so much mobility yeah. and uh, efficiency. So that that's, uh, I found to be a big help. Gotcha. You know? uh, and, you know, I, I run a business with 13 offices mm -hmm. and I can do it from anywhere. Yeah, now you can be in 13 places at once. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> the technology is wonderful. So modern technology, I would say, is something I, I would struggle without. Yeah. Uh, the, the second one uh, are just good old books. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't do without books. Is there one, one, one or two that are your kind of favorite of all time? Or if, if someone was starting their journey on personal development or relationships, is there, you know, one or two or three that really have met? Well, I'll give them to you by category. I'll give you three okay. categories because I have more than two or three books that I would say, yeah. you know, because I've got a lot of books in my library and yep. I think they're, you grow every time you read. So I don't know sure. if there's anyone. So I'm going to start with the very first one mm -hmm. uh, is the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the book of books. Mm -hmm. That's our maker's uh, owner's manual. Yeah, the owner's manual. And everything in there from Old Testament to New Testament, I've learned over the years that everything and I'm learning in other books really is rooted in the yeah, Bible. It's already there. It's already there. <laughs> and so I, I strive to read that book mm -hmm. very regularly. Yep. Uh, from a personal development standpoint, I'll give you mm -hmm. three books that I think are really great okay. because personal development is really my passion. And the first one is a really small book uh, called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Mm -hmm. uh, a great little book comes up, that, uh, you know, we're... we're the focus of this podcast has been on relationships mm -hmm. and I shared with you at the beginning, if your head isn't right, yep. you're going to have a hard time with relationships. Well, yeah. it just happens that one of my, these three books really help in that area. Mm -hmm. So as a man thinketh by James, James Allen, Allen. Okay. uh, it's anywhere from depending on the size of the book. You mm -hmm. know, the one I have is 26 pages cause it's, it's a bigger book. Mm -hmm. you know, the pages are like eight by half by 11. Sure. If you get the small book, it's 80 pages. Yeah. Either way, quick read, quick read. Yeah. Um, and it's one that I would recommend you read over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Okay. Um, the next one I got turned on to through a podcast a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it is, uh, it really impacted me in a strong way and it's called uh, man's search for meaning mm -hmm. by Viktor Frankl. Mm -hmm. And that is a book that will wild story. Yeah. It, it's uh, it has to deal with uh, the research with, uh, there was a doctor Frankl was, uh, a Nazi that survived mm -hmm. and he gives the account of the people uh, and he's a psychiatrist. He gave the account of people that survived and he talked about, their mental outlook versus yeah. those that didn't and how they just in many cases what they did to endure right what they had to do to, yeah. to survive and so when you think about your own mental mm -hmm. um, uh, health and you think about the challenges that you go through and you can understand what life throws at you sure that the power of the mind is what you get out of reading that book is the choices that we yeah. make the thoughts that we have yep. Uh, and, and so it's really a moving book. Yeah. And the last one is a, is a book that uh, I read about a year and a half ago. Uh, it's called The Success Principles mm -hmm. uh, by Jack Canfield. Mm. 
that's really a, a great book. Uh, I'd say to anybody looking to manage their wheel of life, if mm-hmm. as we look at it in, in the Iron Sharpens Iron group, that's uh, just a it's great, a solid great one. book. I brought it with you today. I brought it with you. Yeah. I took a picture of it. That's a, awesome. So, Good recommendations. Solid. I'll keep, uh, keep anyone busy for you know, maybe uh, at least a couple months. Marriage relationships. Uh, I, I would recommend uh, the Five Love Five languages, languages by Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. And, and I would also recommend uh, uh, a book that really is uh, called Love and Respect mm-hmm. by Dr. Egrich. Oh, yeah. Really great book. Solid. So. Well, we all have our homework now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, as we as we close down, um, is there you know one of the things that some some people do, or they have a couple, maybe or one central life verse that really you know has something that's just resonated with them, or they use constantly? Is there a is there a particular one, or, or more than one that you have? Well, I have a lot of them because I think we go through stages of where we are, sure. and uh, a, a life verse will resonate. So I've got several on my iPhone and my notes, my mm-hmm. my. <laughs> My significant yeah. life verses. Yeah. But the one that I never goes away mm. is First Thessalonians 5.16. Mm. And, and it reads, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm. So the reason this one mm. resonates always mm. is there are three, three things in the Bible that never change. One is the Great Commission, go out and make disciples. Mm-hmm. This here is, this is God's will for your life, to rejoice, mm-hmm. be happy. Yeah, be, regardless and, of. Yeah, be happy, rejoice always. Yeah. Uh, pray without ceasing. And that doesn't mean you got to be on your knees 24-7, but it's having a, a, a mindset that God is with you. Mm-hmm. And we can, instead of saying negative thoughts to yourself, just talk to God. Yep, yep. So replace that, okay? And then, and then he says, and be grateful. Give, give thanks for all things. Mm-hmm. Be thankful. So he says, this is my will for you. So he gives mm-hmm. us the great commission, go out, make disciples. He mm-hmm. says, this is my will for you to rejoice, pray, and be thankful. Yeah, it's awesome. And so that, that one just yeah. never goes away. It kind of covers a lot yeah. of bases. Where it we it reminds you, boy, just... Rejoice, mm-hmm. pray, be grateful. Yeah, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't make it more mm-hmm. complicated than it needs to be. Awesome, Dad. Well, thank you for, uh, I guess, the investment in all of us. You know, in me particular, and as you know, all of us are striving to lead. You know, lead uh, lives of significance and meaning, and try to balance or, I guess, live out our eyesight wheel to the, the utmost. Uh, we appreciate your. Uh, investment in all of us as the patriarch of the group, the G1, the Godfather. <laughs> so as we close down, would you uh, close this in a word of prayer? Sure. You know, it's an extreme privilege for me, as I tell the guys, and it's always an extreme privilege for me to be able to be with yeah. all you 30-somethings and uh, early 40s, mm-hmm. uh, that I have the privilege to be with you and 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 influence you in whatever way I can. And... Uh, and I'll pray for our pray for the group and yeah. we'll close now. All right, uh, Lord God, we just are so thankful for uh, the opportunity that we have to come together. We 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 appreciate and are grateful for all that you provide to us, 
And I would ask, Lord, uh, uh, that you would be with each of the men that attend our ISI events and those that are listening by way of this podcast, that you would uh, touch them in a way that uh, they would come to know you and they would uh, hear your voice. So we thank you for the privilege we have, and we ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.